Hi, and welcome to the next episode of Belly to Belly. And today we're here to talk about going global preparation. Uh, the event's just three weeks away now, and we want to really ramp things up. So we're here with Chris Crothel from Transatlantic Translations Group. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Hi. Well, and Chris, we're both going to be exhibiting and speaking at uh, Going Global. And uh, one of the things we'd love to do is really understand more about Transatlantic Translations Group uh, so that anyone coming can certainly uh, understand the value of stopping at your stand, but also maybe even uh, reach out before the event happens uh, to have a pre-event conversation as well. So do you want to give us just a little overview on, on what the group does? Sure. So um, TTG, or Transatlantic Translations Group, we, we help companies bridge the language barrier um, as they're looking to expand their brands into international markets. Um, you know, if you think about it, billions of people depend on translation and interpreting, some without even realizing it for their, their health, education, um, entertainment and shopping. I mean, just think about the last time you bought an electronic item which came with instructions. If you take a close look at it, it was more than likely in, in six or more languages. So, um, you know, our, our belief really is that localization and translation and, and interpreting play a fundamental role in any company's growth strategy. Um, in fact, the, the language service industry is, is huge. In uh, in 2022, uh, sorry, 2021, the turnover was in the excess of 48 billion pounds, and it's actually one of the fastest growing markets globally, um, expected to reach 74 billion by 2027. So, you know, delivering translations, interpreting localizations for UK businesses and organisations is basically essential when uh, it comes to their expansion into international markets. And we, um, our goal, if you like, is to really try and make what can be a bit of a minefield for, for companies, you know, when they're looking at translation, we're trying to make it as smooth as possible for clients, just making sure that their, their documentation is professionally translated and also certainly, you know, consistent in language, that their message is also, also consistent. You... So Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask. So this might, in in sort of a, a basic application standpoint, this would include certainly, it, as you said, this sort of uh, product uh, documentation. It would include websites, sales collateral, contracts, essentially all of the all of the things that would empower a business to communicate across borders. Absolutely. I mean, you you, you can't you can't simply provide English. English versions of your material, you know, whether it be your website copy or instructions or anything on your social media and think, you know, just job done. Um, if you want to come across as a serious company committed to selling overseas, you're going to have to translate your documentation. And as you mentioned, if you think about the scope of documents, you know, in some instances, many may even be legally required to be translated just in order to do business overseas. So, um, for example, instruction documents, if it's heavy machinery, um, like you mentioned, contracts and communication to suppliers. And then, of course, you've got the, the sales and marketing side where, you know, you're going to translate websites and client presentations, which, which are going to help you to, to win the business you're looking for. So um, that, that's, that's essentially what we do. And, you know, recommendation is that anybody looking to, to start working, you know, translating overseas, or translating for, for their clients and things, is certainly work with a, a translation agency that only use mother tongue translators, i.e., you know, German is their first language. But also what we try and do is use in-country linguists as well, 
So, you know, if you're translating into Thai, we would use professionals in Thailand. If you're translating to Japanese, obviously in Japan as well. And even here for, you know, the, the, in, in the States as well, if uh, we, we would recommend using a US-based linguist for American English. And then in addition to obviously mother tongue, in-country professional linguists, the work should also be, be reviewed by a second linguist. Hmm. And then um, if you're, you know, if, if you're doing a lot of marketing material and you're using an external agency, if they don't volunteer it, you should make sure with them that your documentation, you should say to them that you want to have your documents translated by a specialist marketing translator as well. Um, otherwise, you know, the, the understanding of your message could, could easily be lost. But, yeah. uh, oh, this is good stuff. So, um, and, and obviously we're, we're, we're talking about sort of prep preparing for going global. So why is it, why, why did you all choose going global? What is it about the event that particularly attracts you in terms of connecting with companies and resources and so on? Uh, well, as a translation company, I guess the, the clues in the title, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so in our experiences, you know, there's far too many companies who, who are on the verge of taking their brands and services international. So the idea is there, and it's fantastic that they're, they're looking for bigger fish rather than just a UK market, but they haven't fully considered the language implications, which means, you know, they, they won't have selected a language service partner. Um, they won't have taken into account how much time is required for translation. And, um, you know, on, on top of that, what the implications are if they don't get it right. So really not just understanding how important language is. So, you know, for us, the Going, going Global show is a perfect opportunity to help educate them about the importance of our industry. Uh, before they take the the leap into the global arena, you, you know it's it's that simple. Mm. No, it makes makes tons of sense. Um, and so, as you think about sort of our audience, all companies who are thinking of expanding uh, from the UK out, um, some will have uh, explored other markets. Some may actually be in other markets and and just looking to continue that uh, that growth. And others, this is sort of their first step and maybe even their first trade show. Are there some recommendations you'd have for companies going to going global in terms of how to get the most out of it? My first suggestion, and we actually did a, a show in, in Las Vegas um, a couple of months ago, and um, we, we found this benefited us, is first suggestion is really take a good look at all of the exhibitors because there could definitely be a service there that you don't even realize that you need um, that can actually boost your entry into the global market. Um, and second, which obviously links to the first is, you know, if you are trying to go overseas and, and looking for, for, you know, a partner, then certainly stop by our stand and, um, you know, my team and I can provide hopefully advice, answer any questions because, you know, after all going global will, will ultimately, ultimately require translation or interpreting. So that's really why we're at the show to, to help UK companies understand the importance of these services and, why we need them so and if you come by our stand we we won't give you a hard sell it, it, it's not necessary for us because companies either get it or they, or they either get it or they don't um you know our services effectively sell themselves so um and then finally i, I guess you know the, the main point now the pandemic's relaxed to a point where we can actually come together and face to face don't take this for granted just you know enjoy the show and, and meet as many people as you can so I, I got to follow up on that last point. So one of the things I've noticed, and we go to trade shows for companies professionally, so that's, that you know, this is a, a, a vocational ha uh, hazard. Um, one of the things I've noticed post-COVID, and I'm not sure the exact percentage, it's maybe somewhere between 30 and 50% of people 
at least right now, are not no longer carrying business cards. Instead, they're opting for a QR code. Yeah. Um, where where do you come down on the business card versus QR code debate? <laughs> well, again, that that's also a cultural side of things as well. Um, you know, I mean, in Japan, for example, business cards are still very much in in use. And um, but uh, I, I'll be honest, I do have business cards, but probably not as many as I used to carry. <laughs> So, so he, here's here's the thing that happens, uh, and I'll give you just again because I do this you know kind of every day. Is I was at a, a show not too long ago where um, literally back to back to back people just gave me QR codes. Right. The first person their QR code took me to the event app. The next person's QR code took me to their LinkedIn. The next person's took me to their WhatsApp. The next person took me to their email. But my point is, is that there's no standard sort of location. So the next day, all the people that gave me, you know, sort of, if you will, virtual contact information, mm -hmm. I had no idea where they were or who they were. Yeah. For the people that gave me business cards, I wrote notes on them. I could follow up with them. They, I actually have their brand in my hand. I now, you know, recognize their brand. All those things, I think I... And obviously, the reason I, I brought it up and asked the question wasn't to set you up, but it was more to, more to make a point and just a reminder for people, you, you risk a ton by not carrying business cards in terms of your ability to be memorable and make a connection. Um, I, I, you know, I, save the environment in other ways. Uh, that is not that is probably not the best way to save the environment. And you will absolutely lose. No, business. I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. And I was, you know, with my sales team. Um, you know, certainly if we can, we, we will get business cards from people um, mm. and make notes on them because it, it does, it helps you to, as you say, sort of remember who you've spoken with. And, um, you know, that, that's, it's certainly important. Um, yeah. These shows are all about, uh, you know, networking, meeting people and, and just learning a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And well, and have fun. Wear comfortable yes. shoes. Plan to spend the day. <laughs> for sure. It's London. So there's going to be a good pub somewhere. <laughs> if not, we'll find one. Yeah, there's no, no doubt about it. Um, well, good. Chris, this has been just delightful. I cannot wait to see you in three weeks. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to meeting you and your team and uh, appreciate you spending some time with us today. Thanks very much. Look forward to it.